This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and thanks for tuning in. I am that nerd dad, Joe Williamson. How the hell are you? I appreciate you stopping by for a short 15, 30-minute visit. Um, Slight change of plans this week. I had a guest all lined up. I was talking about her. I tend not to reveal the name just in case uh, this happens. We had some tech issues. But uh, we connected, and the tech issues just became too much to overcome. So we've rescheduled for next week. So fingers crossed. Big Twitter guest next week but i reached out to a friend of mine i know through the dean blundell network whose name is bonzi you may know bonzi uh bonzi has subbed in and uh we have a great chat about parenting um from afar when you're not necessarily in the same space the same household the same room uh in bonzi's case sometimes the same country um, how do you how do you provide support as a parent? So we had a really good chat, and of course, all the fun stuff of shit you may have missed, including my personal favorite, Teddy Cancun. Let's get into it. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. All right. So, where do we start? Well, we always start with something lighthearted. I try to start with something parenting-related, some sort of anecdote and fun. Um, and we're actually going to start with my family. So this past weekend, uh, I'm going to show a picture of my kid a little bit. It's not a full picture. can't really see his face. Uh, but this past weekend, we were invited to uh, a goat experience. Right? Sounds sounds stupid. Uh, but it's it's called Hoat goat like haute couture but it's haute goat uh if you're in toronto it's about an hour and a half east of toronto uh, to get to this place and it is phenomenal i cannot recommend it enough um this is not a paid advertisement this was just a really cool uh experience so uh we paid for the goat schmurgle i think it's the phrasing and uh Basically, you get like an hour, hour and a half, I think it was, of a goat experience. So the the goats are super friendly, as seen by uh, this picture here with my two-year-old, who is absolutely fearless uh, feeding a goat. <laughs> and uh, the, the goats are really friendly. Um, it's not like a petting zoo where the goats are, are I'm not going to characterize all petting zoos this way, but the, the goats are well taken care of. Um, so they're super calm. They're not aggressive when it comes to food, um, and feeding. And really you're just going out for a walk with them. So you, you kind of graze with the goats for a little bit. Um, but they let you pet them. They like to be social with you. Um, and there's opportunities to kind of feed them, uh, cedar off the trees. Cause apparently they love cedar. It was just a really nice experience. Look, if anything, uh, COVID has taught me is, um, these kind of moments that I, I got are are so um, important 
for uh, the children's development of social skills, how to line up in a queue, how to wait your turn, how to ask for questions um, that we're just not getting enough exposure to because we're not going out as much. And uh, it also uh, it kind of also settles in to cherish those moments. And uh, I'm not normally that dad on this show. You guys know me. Um, I'm not normally that kind of dad, but this was a, a really cool experience. And uh, Hote Goat in Port Hope, Ontario, if you're ever in the area, definitely worth checking out. Maybe see if there's something in your area where you can type in like goat experience. I, I couldn't recommend it enough. All right, I'm going to pivot to something tragic after that sweetness. Uh, I am going to talk about Astroworld and the tragedy that occurred there. But I'm not going to talk about Travis Scott or Drake. Um, I'm going to talk about... Um, it's fun. What's funny is I'm going to talk about talking about it. Uh, yesterday, uh, a friend of mine said, um, you should really talk about Astroworld on your podcast this week and the, the tragedy that occurred there. And if you're unfamiliar, um, a big concert, uh, Travis Scott, Drake, a handful of others. And, um, unfortunately eight people have died as a result. And there, there are many, many injured, um, through various things. I mean, stampedes, there's rumors of drug overdoses. Like there's lots of weird shit went down on this concert. So, um, a friend of mine said, you should talk about it. And I, I said, no, I, I didn't want to talk about it. Not only does it not really feel my speed, it doesn't really feel like the type of thing I normally talk about on the show, but um, I have found and I have felt undercurrents of racism when talking about this uh, concert. And uh, I didn't want to go near it. And then I thought, you know what? Let's let's talk about those kind of undercurrents of racism. Let's let's talk about it because I think uh, the idea of progressing, moving the the agenda, and moving the needle, and and not being the type of guy who stands back on the wall. Um, I wanted to be move the needle and talk about it a little bit, and and use a platform, and and maybe engage you in a discussion, maybe engage others in a discussion. So. Um, kind of laying all the groundwork there. This is this is my concern about talking about the astral world tragedy and the undercurrents of racism that I'm feeling. And maybe I'm being overly sensitive. You guys can tell me. Um, there's a lot of comparisons going on about what Travis Scott did versus what he should have done. So you're hearing a lot of, well, he should have stopped the show. He should have done this. He should have done that. He should have done this. And then... Then there's a comparison to other artists who have done it in the past. And there's videos making the round of other artists who have stopped the show when they've seen something they didn't like. I have not seen a comparison to another black artist. It is always compared to a white artist. I've seen, uh, I've heard things like, Oh, well, Travis Scott didn't do it, but here's a video of Kurt Cobain doing it, stopping a show when he saw something he didn't like. Here's a video of Dave Grohl stopping something when he didn't like it. Here's a video of Garth Brooks stopping a show. Here's a video of Nickelback stopping a show. It's always a white artist. Uh, and I've also heard like hypotheticals. Uh, well, I've seen 
other white artists. I've seen this. I've seen, and it's just. I think that when we talk about what is a microaggression and when is it built into our system, these are one of those little moments where we're not necessarily intending to push that agenda, but I think it is. I think it's. I think it's. It's hurting. Um like the black community in hip hop and it's, it's typecasting them and it's, it's painting with a broad brush. And if I could have one or two examples of a black artist stopping the show, I'd be far more comfortable with that comparison. Um, which in and of itself sounds a little racist. Like it's such a slippery slope. Um, but I think it's worth having the discussion. So um, it's why I, I didn't want to get into whether or not Travis Scott was right or wrong and how he handled it. Do I think there was some failings there? Obviously. The security clearly wasn't up to snuff. But is this a, is it Travis Scott's fault? I don't know. I, I think he's the performer. I don't. I don't think he has much of a say in security and and things of that nature. I think this is a a, a third party vendor uh, that dropped the ball on this. So I, 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 there's going to be tons of investigation. There's going to be tons of fallout. Tons of lawsuits. There's going to be all kinds of shit that's coming out of it. I just want to kind of take a moment, pause, and say I think we need to be aware that there might be some undercurrents of racism occurring um, through no direct fault of anyone. I think it's meant to be a conversation about Travis Scott. I'm worried that it's painting too broad of a brush. Message me. IM me. DM me. Tweet me. Um... Let me know your thoughts on this one because I, I am curious as kind of the mood out there and if I'm way off base. Maybe you hadn't thought of it that way, but that's why I didn't want to tackle it. I still did, really didn't, but um, let me know. Okay, now we'll have some fun. It's time for shit you may have missed. First up, Black Panther has had to suspend production. Uh, in filming because Letitia Wright has got an injury. Now it's still scheduled to be released in November 11th, 2022, which is like a year from now, which is awesome. Love to see it. Uh, really looking forward to how they continue the Black Panther uh, saga and, and what they do with it. What's weird about this is they say Letitia Wright has been injured, but they're not saying what the injury is. Just that she was injured performing a stunt. Now, why this is interesting is Letitia Wright has been known to be a bit of an anti-vaxxer. She's denied some of it, but she's also tweeted some stuff that kind of indicates otherwise. So, I don't think we're getting the full story on this one. But uh, Black Panther production has been suspended. In more movie news, John Wick 4 has a title and we shouldn't know it but on the filming rap party i guess all the swag bags 
they've got this this little awesome gift bag here that says John Wick 4 Hagakuru god I'm probably butchering that but it looks like it's John Wick 4 Hagakuru which translates into in the shadow of leaves Ooh. <laughs> look the John Wick movies are perfect and I will hear no slander against them uh, so if this is the title besides a bunch of white people mispronouncing it it's going to be great Next up, uh, just a stupid-looking thing I wanted to talk about. So, what the hell is this? What are you? What am? What am I showing you? Looks like a jet. Looks like a, a blimp. Uh, to me, it looks like a uh, metal butt plug. So that's what I see. Um, but what you're looking at is a. And I'm looking, reading my notes here because this is like specific stuff. It's a Celera 500L. It's supposed to be four to five times more efficient than a traditional jet. They're changing the jet game. It looks like just like a, a private jet on the inside, except on the outside, it looks like you're flying in a giant butt plug. That's it. Just a stupid looking jet. And finally, Ted Cruz. God damn it, Ted Cruz. Why can't I go a week without talking about you? Uh, Big Bird tweeted out, I got the COVID vaccine 19 today. My wing is feeling a little sore, but it'll give my body an extra protective boost that keeps me healthy and others healthy. Ted Cruz took issue with this fictional character getting a vaccine. And he said, government propaganda for your five-year-old. Ooh. Spooky language, Ted. Spooky language. Uh, you get that Big Bird's not real. Right? Someone had that conversation with you? There's no 10 feet tall birds walking around actually getting vaccines. Um, I just... Hmm. Ted Cruz is honestly just one of the worst people. And the worst part about the whole thing is uh, he's living rent-free in my head. Like, I tried so hard not to talk about this. Um, and there's another Ted Cruz story where he talked about, you know, potentially seceding from the United States. But he loves the country too much, so he would never do it. But he's thinking about it. Uh, and that Joe Rogan could be president of Texas. And it's just like, I saw the, this story and that story, and I my head almost exploded. Um, we almost didn't have a show this week because I almost had an aneurysm and died. And, um, but I'm here and I want you to know my passion for Ted Cruz grows stronger every day. I just hate him so much. And so should you, you should hate him too. Fun fact. This is the second take of, uh, this Ted Cruz tweet that I'm doing here because the first one, I went off the rails and I said some stuff I do not want on the internet just in case the FBI ever listens to it. <laughs> I was like, eh, I went too far. Stopped recording. I'm going to edit this one in, put this one in because the last one was out of this fucking world and I shouldn't have said some of the things I said. I got way too fired up. That's a tease for maybe another day. The day I feel like getting canceled, I'll release some of the things I shouldn't be saying. Um, uh, all right. So that's it for shit you may have missed.
I'm going to throw to my interview with my boy Bonzi. And uh, we're going to talk parenting. Talk parenting from afar. Talk parenting with kids who um, show interest in the arts and how do you encourage them. And uh, we'll have some fun. So stay tuned for that. And we'll come back right after the interview. All right, everyone. Thanks for joining today. I am with my man Bonzi at Bonzi Live, uh, tripping with Bonzi. I I I know Bonzi, but I don't know Bonzi, and I, I know him through the Dean Blundell Network. We've been on uh, podcasts together. We haven't had much interaction, so this will be by far the most I've ever talked to him. Uh, Bonzi, thank you so much for joining me on a short notice. I messaged you yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's all good. It's a pleasure. I'm happy to help out. And, uh, you know, we're, we're all family at the, the Dean Blundell Network there. So, yeah, I'm happy to help out. Uh, I appreciate that. And so I wanted to have you on to talk about kind of your unique um, situation when it comes to parenting. So uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Bonzi started his life over a few months ago, probably close to a year, I think now. Uh, yeah, it's almost. It's coming up on a year, right? Uh Yep. Hopped in a, a tour band, tour bus, headed to the States, yep. driving around and, and having experiences. And they're wild, man. You got to follow his podcast and his YouTube channel, uh, Tripping with Bonzi. And, but he's the proud dad of, of two boys. Now they're the full grown men, but I'm curious about how you, you, you stay involved in the parenting um, when you're not in the same country or same state as they are at times. Yeah. So I should start off by saying they, they parent me. <laughs> um, they are, they're, they're more mature than me. They're smarter than me. Um, they're all jokes aside. They're, they're wonderful kids, 23 and 19. Um, you know, it's, it's been different for me and the boys because uh, me and their mom split up when they were 14 and 10 respectively. And um, we had the week on week off and, and that was hard on the kids, you know, bouncing back and forth. I, I my parents were, still together so I didn't have that kind of experience to to fall back on and know what they were going through and I think it was about 18 18 or 19 my oldest just decided dad no offense I love you man but not doing this bouncing back and forth shit anymore and I didn't blame him I of course I was upset I'd be lying if I said I wasn't but I I fully understood and you know I didn't want to be selfish in any way and then so I, I encouraged it it was it was fine um, and then he's been back and forth, geez, almost since that time, uh, back and forth from LA. He'd go out there for two or three months, record some music, shoot a video. Um, and now he's been living there, geez, almost as long as I've been on the road. He left about a month after me and he's living in North Hollywood now, trying to make it as, um, as a musician and rapper out there. So he's waiting on his U S immigration. I'm waiting on my U S immigration. So yeah, it's, um, yeah. We have been on the road a lot. I lived in Nicaragua for three years um, with the boys' blessing, too. And uh, I would have never left them because they, they were still a little younger back then. But they were still getting there, 16 and 19 at the time, somewhere in there. And um, so I've always kind of been a parent from, from afar. But to answer your question, it's really never been a problem. We're, we're very, very close, all three of us. We talk and FaceTime religiously and, and always have. So it's worked for us. I, I wouldn't recommend it for everybody, Joe, uh, but it's definitely worked for us. So it it, it sounds like the, there's been a lot of communication about kind of like every step of the way in terms of there, this change has been happening. Communication is huge. Yeah. Yeah. 
And I've had an instance with my oldest son where we had a communication breakdown and, and I'm sad to say that we didn't speak for like two or three months. And uh, that was really hard on me. And uh, I'm sure it was hard on him too. It's, it's one of those things. We, we talked about it briefly before I actually came on this trip, but uh, we didn't get into it too heavy. We just realized that we both made a mistake and especially me being their father and stuff. I should have opened up the line of communications earlier. Uh, but other than that, man, it's been smooth sailing and, and we, uh, we talk about anything and everything. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's awesome, man. Honestly, like it, it sounds like the, the the type of relationship you have is is key, right? Because that trust factor is big. And yeah. and I'm gonna guess to move to Nicaragua to kind of do everything you've done. Um, that there's been a challenge in your own mind of I need this for my own mental health. I need to be there for my boys. Um, and I need to be there for my family. How have you kind of balanced and, and dealt with that? Um, alcohol. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's no joke, actually. I'm, I'm not even trying to be funny. Um, yeah, it's no secret that I've been battling alcohol for many years with my PTSD and everything. And uh, yeah, sadly, I used a lot of alcohol to, to drown my sorrows. And uh, listen, it was the hardest thing I did. Um, greatest time, but you know, li- not living in the same country as your kids and, and you're living five-hour flight away in a third world country it was different for sure um and again but it's a lot of communication a lot of FaceTime. and my youngest came down and spent three weeks with me in nicaragua which was which was great that's amazing um and then the other thing is you got to go home every once in a while even though i lived there for three years i bet you i came back three, three or four times okay uh, you just have to um for me personally because i just i need i need that interaction with and we're getting at that eight month period now um I'm missing them like crazy. Now it's oddly, oddly enough, my one son is only two hours away, but with try and rent a car around here is all next to impossible ever since COVID. Um, and, and driving a bus day in downtown LA is not, uh, ideal either. So we're having a hard time, you know, seeing each other, even though we live so close. And then obviously my youngest is back in Ontario. Um, but as soon as I, I'm not allowed to leave the country right now because, uh, we have my my U.S. immigration status to, to stay longer, and you are not allowed to leave the country while that's in the in process. Because I I looked into it, I was actually going to go home uh, to see my boy, and so my, my family. I miss my mom and dad like crazy too. Um, but I can't. So the the second I do get uh, either kicked out of here because they say oh, you can't stay, Bonzi beat it, um, <laughs> or they say hey you can stay, uh, I am getting on a flight and coming home to to see my my family, my parents, some friends. And uh, and to see a doctor too, it's probably about time. 
you know, I'm not getting any younger. You got to do that yearly checkup thing. So, yeah. I, 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 I'm almost, uh, I'm almost envious of uh, some of the decisions. Obviously, you know, you've, you've had your battles with regards to, to alcoholism. Um, and man, I, you were really forthcoming there. I was not expecting that. That's why I laughed. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, it, I, I envy the fact that you've kind of cut your own path and you have, um, you've kept your family in the loop to the point where your relationship with your boys sounds solid. And what I mean by that is it'd be very easy for them to say, dad's off in Nicaragua, dad moved to the States. Uh, what, what the hell, but you must be doing something right to kind of keep that bond. Um, and, and I want to, I want to kind of springboard into the idea. You mentioned that one of your sons is off in LA, uh, trying to make it as a hip hop artist, a rap artist. Um, I think for any parent who hears their son or child say, I want to be an artist of any form. There's got to be some immediate hesitation, like, okay. Or were you like balls to the wall? Go for it. Have fun with it. What was your reaction when he said, dad, I want to be a rapper. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I knew it was coming. I mean, (laughs) he's been listening to that kind of music since he was 10. Um, They started performing when he was in high school, started writing his own music at a very young age and and recording his own stuff. So I sort of knew it was kind of, it was no surprise or shock to say, dad, I'm, I'm going to go hit LA and and see if I can make it out there. Now, of course you you do worry, shit, LA, it's a big town. It could, it swallowed many a people up and spit them back out. So there's, there's that trepidation of like, you know, but it's, it's nothing to do with his music or that he can't do it. And he can handle himself, and uh, and he's already proven that he that he can do it. He's been there about seven months now, like I said, and uh, doing really well, and living on his own, and a nice apartment, and um, and just grinding. He works his ass off, so he's got nothing but my support. I, I I've had him on my show. Uh, I've written blogs about his music and stuff. I've listened to it. I've listened to some Network. of it. It's really, it's yeah, it's a, the the uh, the the production values are really solid. Like they're really it. When I listened to it, I listened to it because I like hip hop and I was going, but it was really solid. I was really impressed. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, He works hard and and he's got some good connections in L.A. now from networking for, geez, three or four years. And um, yeah, listen, it's a grind out there regardless of he does have talent, uh, but there's a ton of other kids and and young adults that got talent. And so it's it's all about um, just keep working hard and grinding. And sometimes it's who you know and being in the right place at the right time. And for him being in L.A., it's where he wants to be. He's got a dream. And he's very focused and driven. So I wish him all the best. And he, he knows he's got my support and his mom's too, for sure. Okay. That's, it's important. And I, I think that, that it's key, a lot of it, right? Like if you're willing to do it for free, it's, it's fine. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it sounds yeah. like he's got that mentality of, well, I'm prepared to do this for nothing. I'm going to work my ass off and just grind away at it. And eventually something happens, something happens, but um that's the right mentality. What, now, your younger son, you mentioned he's, uh, he's currently traveling a little bit. Uh, is, he, is he got his path, or are you helping him with, find his path? Uh, no, he's on his own path. Um, he's, he's known for a long time as well. He's, so he's a professional magician. Uh, he had his own show on CBC, CBC Kids called The Thrillusionists. Uh, that's him awesome. And two other kids. Yeah. So, so it's all entertainment in your family. You just like, it you, is, that's amazing. It is all entertainment. Uh, he's been working as a magician since 10 years old and wow. being paid since about 11 or 12. 
because he was this cute little chubby kid who just knew magic and he didn't know just like a couple of card tricks here and there he knew a lot of magic and like adult magic we'll, we'll call it and as <laughs> soon as people see him do it they're like holy shit this kid's got some talent anyways it got him on a tv show and um he still does magic but he's on the same path as his brother he's a really good musician as well he writes all his own stuff uh they don't play instruments but they, they sing and rap and uh and they they do their craft and they both do it very very well so i, I bonzi i know you from the podcasting world do you have a musical background is your is, like is it is this in the dna somewhere that the kid like the entertainer yeah. the music is it in the dna yeah so both of us i was uh, a lead singer of a rock and roll band in high school had the big curly hair the whole nine yards not anymore and, you don't <laughs> uh, no not anymore i have um, a hat it hides mine but yeah <laughs> i was also into acting I, I was in a bunch of plays when i was younger and stuff and uh, so it's always been there and then i was on radio as well um i went to to college for tv and radio broadcasting i always kind of wanted to be in that realm of things uh and their mom as well um she was she's a good singer uh, and has wow. a great voice did have a great voice i don't know about now okay but uh <laughs> many butts later you know and and wine but uh um yeah so it's it's in the dna for sure that's amazing both of us. i'm afraid my kids are just gonna get like lazy and kind of adequate uh Right now, both of my kids seem to get a lot of my wife's DNA. Like my older one, uh, definitely more towards like math and science. Um, and then the younger yeah. one looks like he's headed towards being a class clown. And we're already kind of like, okay, you wife's going to take care of the older one. I gotta, I'm going to have to kick the little one's ass. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to make sure he stays in line. Um, and, and like growing up uh, when I was a kid, uh, I wanted to be on radio. I wanted to be a stand-up comedian. That was always my dream. And it was like, it was difficult to get a lot of buy-in on that because it sounds so crazy. And to your point, like, especially with your, your son in the, in the hip-hop world, you're not exactly surrounding yourself with the most uh, savory individuals. It tends to be a bit of a rougher crowd. You know, an amateur yeah. night at, uh, at 1 a.m. in Oshawa, Ontario, uh, doing stand-up comedy isn't the right. nicest environment uh, be so, a tough goal. <laughs> yeah so so you kind of you kind of pivot your dreams and you, and, you, and you adjust and then you end up doing a podcast for free uh because you want you still have to be entertaining like it's you got to scratch that itch somewhere right uh yeah it's funny but my youngest son they're both so driven which which i am happy for because um it, it could easily went the other way um their mom is very well to do and uh but the kids don't really seem to give a shit about that um nice. they my youngest just started his own clothing line um it's called don't trip you're fine cool little logo cool little catchy name and he's and he, it's doing really well actually uh so everybody can go check out that on online and everything don't trip you're fine um so they're they're very driven both of them ty i mean writes records and and is always grinding and trying to build his brand bigger and better every single day plug and, the oldest one's brand too. brother plug, plug the oldest ones what's the oldest one's brand what's his what is uh, he what does he mc by tie bond just tie straight bond. up it's t-i-e like tie domi uh tie bond and then you can find him on all the social media as well they're big on uh on twitter instagram uh stuff like that for sure That's where all the kids are tiktok snapchat TikTok. god I feel like such Dude, a faker uh, on TikTok. Every time, like I, I, I've posted a couple. I always feel like I'm like, 
I don't know. I feel like the weird guy at the playground without any kids. <laughs> it, used to be, it used to be that way, dude, but it's not so much anymore. I mean, it was very kid oriented and dancey and, and uh, yeah. lip sync and stuff. But the adults are kind of taking it over and, and they can produce some pretty funny content uh, on there. But, man, that whole TikTok, it's just a vortex of time sucking soul just right out of you. You know what I mean? I, I, I was on there when I first started this journey eight months ago. I was on there a lot and I was promoting myself and what I was doing. And I've got four or five videos on there that have hundreds of thousands of views and um, which is pretty wild for some 47, 48 year old now schlub, you know, uh, running across the USA. Uh, but I had to, I had to get off it for a while because I just found it was taking away from me. It's being addicting. You're, it's addicting. It is. You're supposed to be productive on there. Yeah. But you can also get sucked into that addicting vortex because part of it too. And it, one minute videos. And it's just constant, yeah. constant entertainment. So many hot girls too. Like it's just <laughs> silly, silly. I mean, what are you gonna do with that information? Right, right, exactly. All right, Bonzi, plug yourself. Plug, where where can we find you? What are we doing? Yeah, with, I'm uh, on, where, uh, go Bonzi for live on on the social media. So TikTok, if, if I'm on there, um, we got Instagram, Twitter. I'm on Twitter a lot. Instagram quite a bit. Um, Tripping with Bonzi is my YouTube channel. You can find uh, my all my live shows there, plus all the other uh, the videos that I make for content on the road. Um, and then the Dean Blundell Network, of course, blog over there. And and I'm on his show two, three times a week sometimes. Catch me there today at 3 p.m.-ish Eastern Standard Time. And then Bonzi Live tonight with four-time Olympian um, Mercedes Nickel. Snowboard. Uh, Holy snowboard. shit. You got Mercedes? That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. So thanks to my producer, Glassy. Big shout out to him. Uh, he's the one that landed uh, landed Mercedes for the show. So we'll yeah, we'll be talking to her tonight. She's blue checkmark verified on Twitter. She's a big deal. She's so a, a, that's that. a big get, man. You're going to be able to talk sports in the, the DNA, the athletic sure. DNA. Fucking right, yeah. man. It's been, it's been good lately. I've got some some pretty good gets. Uh, we had Jeremy Taggart on recently, former drummer of Our Lady Peace. We had on uh, Sammy Kahn the other night, drummer for The Watchmen. Um, so, yeah, it's been good. Coming up, we got uh, curling legend Glenn Howard on Friday as well. For all you Canadian listeners, got Glenn hey. Howard coming up. Hey. Boy, yeah. I, eh? Beauty. Eh? And it's it's good, that good. time of year. It's November. We're almost, geez, can you believe we're like halfway through November almost? I, it, it's crazy. So it's curling You're in California. Is, that does not count, my friend. It, it, yeah, this yeah, is like, true. I got sunshine today. I do. I got sunshine today. So, I, yeah, nice. my, yeah, it's not so bad. It's supposed to be a high of 13. Uh, so I am just fucking living life right now. <laughs> I bet. Well, where I am in California, I'm in the desert, Palm Desert, uh, just outside of Palm Springs. I think it rains here about three days a year. Other than that, it is like the picture perfect place to live. Blue sky, sunny, palm trees every single day. You just rub it in a little bit more, Bonzi. Sorry, pal. <laughs> He's Bonzi. I appreciate, I appreciate you having me, pal. Thank you. Uh, he's at that. Uh, he's, I almost said at that Bonzi. I'm at that nerd dad. He's Bonzi live tripping with Bonzi. Check him out. You can find him everywhere. You find all your crap. Thanks guys. Okay. So how much fun was that? That was awesome. Wasn't it? <laughs> I love talking to Bonzi. Um, he is such a unique individual. Uh, it's, it's one of a kind, super humble, um, and, and so gracious with his time. So, uh, thank you Bonzi. Thank you for listening, everyone. Thank you for just showing up after week after week. The numbers continue to grow. If you tuned in um, for the first time last week because of my awesome guest, Priscilla, thank you so much. 
hopefully you stuck around for another episode and uh, you're along for the ride here with that nerd dad want to thank deanbundell.com for hosting this crazy little podcast and getting it off the ground and encouraging me and um you know what shout out to dean for just being a overall really good dude and providing not mentorship he's not quite a mentor but uh providing some guidance as i work my way through this one thing blue microphones for the incredible microphone allows me to sound like a radio guy as well as these awesome headphones which uh block out the world when i'm doing this and allows me to focus next week's guest is going to be uh the twitter the, the twitter mom funniest woman on twitter maybe not the funniest one of the funniest women on twitter um and we had a nice chat but it was too short but we're confident we've got the tech shit worked out and it'll be happening uh next week's episode fingers crossed if not i'll get someone else i'll just i'll keep i'll keep harassing my friends and family until i get get some a-listers on this bitch a-listers in my heart that's what they are i'm just rambling now let's uh let's end the show here we'll talk next week be well be safe thank you for following thanks for listening I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people, he, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast, heard around the world, and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from jeffwoodsradio.com. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.